True Hauntings is a Human Labs original podcast. Bran Castle, located in Transylvania, Romania, is apparently one of the world's most haunted castles, and ghost hunters from the world over trek to the medieval stone fortress each year to try their luck at spotting the paranormal. But the castle is even more famous for another bit of folklore. Apparently it served as the inspiration for Dracula's castle due to its historic affiliation with the notoriously bloodthirsty ruler, Vlad the Impaler. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. I knew there were at least three graves to find. Graves that are in habit. So I search and search and I find one of them. She lay in her vampire sleep so full of life and voluptuous beauty that I shudder as though I have come to do murder. (sighs) I doubt not that in the old time, when such things were, many a man who set forth to do such a task as mine found at the last his heart fail him and then his nerve. So he delay and delay and delay till the mere beauty and the fascination of the wanton undead have hypnotised him. And he remain on and on till sunset come and the vampire sleep be over. Then the beautiful eyes of the fair woman open and look love, and the voluptuous mouth present to a kiss. And the man is weak. And there remain one more victim in the vampire fold. One more to swell the grim and grisly ranks of the undead. There is some fascination, surely, when I am moved by the mere presence of such a one. Even lying as she lay in a tomb fretted with age and heavy with the dust of centuries. Though there be that horrid odour such as the lairs of the Count have had. Yes, I was moved. I, Van Helsing, with all my purpose and with my motivate for hate, I was moved to a yearning for delay which seemed to paralyse my faculties and to clog my very soul. It may have been that the need for natural sleep and the strange oppression of the air 
were beginning to overcome me. Certain it was that I was lapsing into sleep, the open-eyed sleep of one who yields to a sweet fascination, when there came through the snow-stilled air a long, low wail so full of pity that it woke me like the sound of a clarion. For it was the voice of my dear Madam Mina that I heard. Then I braced myself again to my horrid task and found by wrenching away tomb tops one other of the sisters, the other dark one. I dared not pause to look on her as I had her sister, lest once more I should begin to be enthralled. But I go on searching until... Presently, I find in a high, great tomb, as if made to one much beloved than the other fair sister, which, like Jonathan, I had seen to gather herself out of the atoms of the mist. She was so fair to look on, so radiantly beautiful, so exquisitely voluptuous, that the very instinct of man in me, which calls some of my sex to love and to protect one of hers, made my head whirl with new emotion. But God be thanked that soul wail of my dear Madam Mina had not died out of my ears, and before the spell could be wrought further upon me, I had nerved myself to wild work. By this time, I had searched all the tombs in the chapel, so far as I could tell. And as there had only been three of these undead phantoms around us in the night, I took it that there were no more of active undead existent. There was one great tomb, more lordly than all the rest. Huge it was and nobly proportioned. On it was but one word. Dracula. So the soundscape today came from Brand Stoker's book, Dracula. Dracula. And it comes from the diary of Van Helsing. Yes. Yes. What a story. And I tried to do it with an accent, but it was just crap. <laughs> We tried to do it, and it was coming out with a mixture of Irish, American, and the dude off Highlander who's trying to do a Scottish accent. <laughs> and he's French. Yeah. 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 Never mind. You gave it a good crack. And that's no, no, the not the French thing. one, the Scottish one. The, the, not, the, the, not Sean Connery, the other dude. Yeah, he's French. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. I've learned something new today. <laughs> Thank you, Barney Banana. Oh. All right, so we are talking today about Bran Castle and we have visited Bran Castle on our field trip of Romania mm. with the gorgeous Dave Schrader. Oh, yes, and wasn't that a hoot that, with our busload of crazy Americans? That was, and, yes, we stopped at Bran Castle and I have to say that it was the smallest castle we saw. Mm. 
But you have a picture of us standing out in front of it in your dining room. Yes, I do. Is that such a fabulous photo that I actually got it put onto a canvas? And we got there at dark, so we missed a lot of the stuff that goes on during the day, which I can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But yes, they have it lit fantastically with mm-hmm. this eerie light going up to it. Mm. So I've got a photo of us, done a selfie with the castle in the background. So Bran Castle is situated near Bran in the immediate vicinity of Brashoff, which we also went to visit, which was an awesome town. It's the town that we were supposed to get a t- tattoo at and didn't. <gasps> oh. <laughs> That's a story. Yes, well, we might tell that story later. And it, it's a national monument and a landmark in Romania. So the fortress is situated on the border between Transylvania and Walesia. And Brand Castle is a fortress and it was constructed in the medieval times. And its first name was Dietrichstein and it was mentioned as far back as 1212. So the name Dietrich Stein was Sounds likely. very German. <laughs> yeah, it does. It was probably the name of the builder of the castle. And as a 1509 historical document states, the castle once belonged to a commander of the same name. So the original castle was built along a trade route called or route, depending on... I know. I'm not going to giggle at that today. I've giggled at that far too many times. (laughs) Which was called Bran Pass across the Carpathian Mountains. Oh, you know what Bran Pass is? Been eating too much roughage. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't let that one go. Come on. So Bran Castle was built on a strategic site overlooking a popular mountain pass, as I said, Transylvania and Wallachia. And the name Brand Castle was first mentioned in an act that was issued by Louis I of Hungary on November the 19th, 1377. These dates are astounding, aren't they? So Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just adding so my bit. 650 odd years ago. Wow. It looks like it looks like brand new. So it, it looks like it's had a renovation. It does. It's looking pretty nice. Yeah. So the act authorized the castle to be built as a defense against the expansion of the Ottoman Empire. The castle was completed in 1388, and guards defeated an Ottoman army advance there in 1441. In 1448, Vlad III, also known oh, there was as more Vlad. Well, this one was the famous one, Vlad, oh, okay. Vlad the Impaler, or as you like to call him. <laughs> I made a mistake earlier. Vlad, <laughs> test one. Vlad the Inhaler, <laughs> better known as Vlad Dracula, became Prince of Wallachia, and yeah. stories of his cruelty and torture towards his people inspired the famous title character of Bram Stoker's gothic horror novel Dracula. Mm-hmm. And the other word we had to be careful of. <laughs> Count. Count. Make sure we say that correctly. Count. Transylvanian count. Count. So they kind of got it wrong because Bram Stoker's gothic horror novel of Dracula said that Dracula lived on an empty mountaintop in a castle, which many people associated with the location of Bran Castle, but he didn't live there at all. No. Actually, there's a even hillier top and a oh, very know, I've wiped the name of that castle from my mind because decre- it was just too traumatic. De- decrepit castle, which kind of there there are only like 
the footprints of it left mm. and, there, and there's their a, footprints. There's a wild staircase that leads up to it. And that's a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've, oh, Romania was one of those amazing places where so many things just weren't right, but as you say, <laughs> ended up being good stories. <laughs> so during the 1620s, many modifications were made to the castle and for hundreds of years it served as a fortress, falling into disrepair from approximately 1880 onwards. Well, it actually lasted quite some time mm. then. So in 1920, the city where Brand Castle is located, Brasov, allowed Queen Marie of Greater Romania to restore the castle as a royal summer residence. And she spent many years there and added an outbuilding to the property called the Tea House, which later became a restaurant. That's oh, where that, we had dinner that night. Yes. And do you yes. remember we got very excited? I mean, we were served meat yet again. <laughs> every every <laughs> meal was yeah. meat. But do you remember the little visitor that we had there and we got so excited about about it? No. The cat. There was a cat that came in and my backpack was sitting on the ground and it took up residence on my bag. Ah. And I, I, we were just all taking turns patting the cat because we were so starved for our animals, mm-hmm. for our pets. That we... <laughs> because they all ended up on people's plates. <laughs> Back home. Yeah, oh I know. my god! Well, no, we wanted to see animals. We saw animals. <laughs> we wanted to stop eating them. <laughs> Even I was considering going vegetarian there at one stage. Was oh my so god! Much meat. So much meat. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I've got a photo somewhere of the cat. I'll pop it up. Mm. So during World War II, the castle was run as a hospital with Princess Iliana, who inherited the castle from her mother, Queen Marie, being one of the nurses in residence. And in 1948, under control of the communist regime in Romania, the royal family was expelled and the castle was turned into a museum. The castle was returned to Princess Iliana's son, Dominic von Habsburg, on (laughs) May the 18th, 2006, after a long legal battle. And despite belonging to Dominic von Habsburg, the Romanian state, primarily the Minister of Culture, what are you laughing at? Because every time you do the Habsburg, you actually do this contortion of your diaphragm and you pop upwards. Yeah, I've got to make my neck stretch so I can say the Burg. She's very physical. Yeah. Remember, I speak that Slavic language. I've got to get around the vowels and things. Yeah, they administered it over a few years following the ruling. It has since been refurbished and reopened as a private museum to attract tourism to the village of Bran and boost the local economy. Museum, that's an interesting way of calling it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Now, the the amazing thing is that it does, this is exactly what it does. People come from all over the world to see Bran Castle because of its association with Vlad, Dracula, and the stories of Dracula um, in that whole area of, tr- of Transylvania. Mm. I mean, that's why we went. Yes, yeah, we were on the trail. Dracula's Trail. Mm. Now, if you want to go and search for spooky things to see at Bran Castle, there is an exhibition of unusual instruments of torture. Yes. Do you remember that torture chamber? Mm-hmm. There was one t- that had something to do with your vagina. <laughs> I remember that and I took many photos of it because there was these horrid, <laughs> spiky, teethy looking Ooh. things. I'm going, oh, that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> It spikes in everything. So, <laughs> well, it was Vlad the Impaler. Yes, the, the original Iron Maiden 
was there, mm-hmm. and that was one of these like coffin things that had spikes in each side, and, th- and they would close it on you. The cradle of Judah, or the interrogation chair, and as you mentioned before, the, ev- everything's got spikes. Yeah, everything's got, and they had the. I think it was like a chastity belt of death with all the spikes that would have gone up into your, your private bits, girls. Mm-hmm. It was pretty horrid. Mm. I've got photos. If I can find the photos, I'll I'll put them up. Oh. And it's, it's interesting because this particular article that I took this information from says it's a macabre part of history and only persons of 18 years or older should visit the area. Mm. Mm. So one of the main attractions of the castle is a secret passage that once was known only to soldiers. Did we see that? Oh, yes, we did. I was so surprised when they revealed because Vlad himself revealed. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember we, Vlad. We had an actor. Vlad was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed up as Vlad, and he freaking looked like Vlad yeah. in the pictures. And he's telling us all the stories, and then he's revealed the secret passage, and it was these tiny, narrow stairs that went up to a rooftop, if I remember correctly. Mm, I can't remember. Mm. I have, I have. She obviously have really enjoyed that. that. <laughs> I have moments in that place. Do you remember the remember. wine? Do you remember they gave us wine? The whole evening finished off with us taking up into like a eating area with long tables, and they gave us wine that was made in the area and cheeses and meat. <laughs> it was delicious. I don't remember that. Oh either. my god! <laughs> I'll have to it's look wasted at the photos. holidays. <laughs> oh yes, I do. Oh, there, yeah. were t- there were two tables filled with wine. Yes. Yes. We we had more than one each, which was unusual mm-hmm. for us. You were a little bit tiddly, if that, I remember correctly. Now it all comes rushing back. Maybe that's why you can't so remember a lot of it. Let's let's go back to the secret passage. <laughs> it's always always a nice secret passage oh, in these castles. I do like a secret passage. Yes. So if the invaders managed to enter the city, soldiers used this passage to climb to the top of the castle where they could throw stones and hot, oh, there you go. And hot pitch trying to discourage the attackers. The passage entrance was made at the time through a stove located in the place that is now the door. From the secret passage, you, you can enter into the most spacious room of the castle, the music room of the Queen Mary, where the Queen and George an Eskew, a close friend of the Royal House, used to organise concerts and receptions during the interwar period. So all the guests would have had to go up through that little secret doorway to get to that music room. That's bizarre. Anyway, mm. or maybe it's part of the thrill. Mm. So continuing through the salon, there's also another open room, the Logia, which served as a summer kitchen and now is the best place to admire the backyard. From there, there's another staircase <laughs> that leads to the fourth floor the terrace. Backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go and get to the clothes line. <laughs> From which opens a fabulous panorama to the hills and the mountains around the area. So it, it is like a tiny little doll's house. And the rooms are one on top of the other. Yeah. And you sort of, it's very easy to get lost. And the hallways or the areas that take you from one room to the other are really tiny. Yeah, they're designed so that you can't have a lot of people rush through there so that it can be easily defended. Mm, yeah. That, that just popped into my mind or channeled well, that. Very nice. Very thank nice. Thank well you. I'm a gifted psychic medium. <laughs> I'll charge you $500 for five-minute readings. Look, I read the travel articles before we went to Romania oh, and they said... Did that scare you? No, they, they well, yes. <laughs> they they said nothing scared me as much as 
getting out of that airport and trying to flag oh. down a freaking taxi. Oh my god, they looked at us as if as, as if we we were invisible. Don't go near stand, those ladies; they're witches. I had to stand in front of one and literally stop it. I was I got so angry. You did you? You had your cranky pants yeah. on. I said, "Come, come here! Stop it once." Where was it that we and took you to the hotel, Napica? It was Cluj, Cluj Napica mm. that we flew into. Yeah, it was. It was terrifying. And <laughs> I I just, I was so out of my depth and I'd been trying to learn Romanian, which <laughs> just did not help at all. No. <laughs> thank thank <laughs> you. All you the... learnt was where is the goat's juice? <laughs> no, I learned where the bread was. I was bread and water. That was all that was important to me. Not even a toilet. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, trying to find where to get a taxi and for someone to make eye contact. Yeah, I was so proud would, of you taking over. They not look at you at all. No, no eye contact. Don't look at the females. Oh. But once we got someone, he was fine. Mm. He actually well, spoke he did, a bit of English. He didn't rip us off. Our last taxi driver ripped us off. <laughs> yes. But he, the first one, I think, felt sorry for us and <laughs> yeah, took us to where we needed to go. Yeah. But it's so funny because you 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 are in this country where you do not speak the language, you have no idea where you are, and they could be taking you anywhere. Mm. Yeah. It's just well, I think we had the address written down on a piece of paper and we gave that to him and that's that's how we got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes, so they talk about Brand Castle in the travel books and everything. They say, don't get your hopes up. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually either filled with tourists and you can't get past Mm -hmm. or it's you kind of get there and you go, this is stunning, but then you walk in and you go, oh. Is that it? Is that it? (laughs) Is that it? And it it was a little bit like that, but we had the added opportunity of the fact that we had Vlad all to ourselves and we had the castle all to ourselves. And Dave Schrader. And Dave Schrader all to ourselves. So in in that respect, it was like this really, really awesome experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But we did have trouble finding ghost stories, mm. didn't we? Oh, you so went. I'm going to hand over to you because oh. apparently you've found a nugget of gold. Oh, well... It actually took me down a completely different path. Mm-hmm. Right? I searched so hard to find ghost stories. Mm-hmm. We both searched really hard. Yeah. And this place is listed in the top ten most haunted castles in the world. Yeah, right next to Hoyabachu. Yeah, and I found one <laughs> sort of yeah, more ghost or less, story, and that was the most famous ghost to reside is... Is it Queen Maria? Queen Marie. So this ghost story that I have, the one and only, is about Queen Marie who, as you mentioned, moved in in the 1920s and loved it and restored it and made it her home for quite a bit of the year. And she has been spotted within the grounds, in the gardens, in the castle. That's it. (laughs) Thank you. That's my section done. No. All right. So I, I decided to dig deep, but I started to look around to see how maybe this got the reputation as being a haunted castle. Mm-hmm. So then I found a tour company mm-hmm. that was selling tours to Romania on Dracula's, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what they tell you is at Brand Castle. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help, H E L P dot com slash P sixty. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp dot com slash P sixty. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Our previous ghost tours have identified ghosts of soldiers, vagrants, German peasants, warriors, and so much more. They appear to be many spirits from many different periods of time, and they're all there for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they need to ask them, why are you here? They will also be spending some time in the pitch black tunnel under the castle where green mists have arisen and stones have been thrown at us in the pitch dark. Mm -hmm. There is a sinister, dark presence which was felt by many of our guests during our time down there. Many guests had to leave as they felt overwhelmed by the presence of an intense and heavy spirit making them feel very unwell. Alright, so they're selling up a great story here. But I also went and looked at TripAdvisor reviews. I'm just going to pop in a little TripAdvisor review that relates to the comment we've just had above mm-hmm. about the tunnels. Mm-hmm. All right. On a more negative note, due to its popularity, the castle can get very crowded. It's worth avoiding weekends, school and national holidays if possible. Lastly, avoid at all costs the tunnel attraction. <laughs> oh, no. It costs an additional four euros and is just an elevator down to a tunnel with some music and lights. Nice. 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 It's nice. (laughs) So if they're in pitch black and they're having stones thrown at them, what's your guess? Some poor bugger has to be in a corner somewhere with a whole box of stones. going, (laughs) my name is Vlad the Inhaler. Uh, All right, so we're going to go back to the tour company now, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. In the chapel, we have had many torturous moments where people have left screaming in fear as shadows were seen walking behind the circle and the face of a spirit suddenly looming in on us. There are so many incidents, but because we identified so many different spirits on both tours, it will be interesting to see what is picked up on our next tour at Bran Castle. Uh, that was from hauntedhappenings.co.uk. Uh-huh. So, oh boy, 
So I thought I, I have to dig down and, and work out what is the whole connection with Vlad. So the, the reality of this is he was born in 1428. Now, we actually visited the place where he was born in Sigasora. Mm-hmm. And that town was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Had a nice meal there too yes. with meat. <laughs> I think we had a nice soup too, which was probably like a borscht. So he was known as Vlad the Impaler Tepes or Vlad Dracul and the notoriously cruel, brutal medieval ruler who apparently had a taste for blood and who was the reputed inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. However, while Stoker used some information about the history of Wallachia, where Vlad the Impaler spent much of his rule, in writing his 1897 book, the connection between Vlad and Dracula is tenuous and non-confirmed. Now, yeah, go on, you're going to say something. Okay, I felt the intake of breath there. <laughs> Do you know that Bram Stoker never went to Romania? He never went to <laughs> Romania. So, he actually looked like a pasty English man when you look at his pictures. Well, <laughs> well, I've worked out how it became. This is this is what became my obsession. Uh-huh. How it became the castle in mm-hmm. his book, mm-hmm. having never been there. Mm-hmm. Was he psychic or something? <laughs> right. So I've got some quotes here from Dracula, his mm-hmm, book, mm-hmm. describing the castle. Mm-hmm. And what it is is people have worked out that it's the only castle in the whole of Romania that matches this description. So this is on, it says, 5th of May. I must have been asleep, for certainly if I had been fully awake, I must have noticed the approach of such a remarkable place. In the gloom, the courtyard looked of considerable size, and as several dark ways led from it under great round arches, it perhaps seemed bigger than it really is. I have not yet been able to see it in daylight. So that was the first introduction when he saw it. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go on to another little bit that as he's spending longer time there, he finally Mm -hmm. gets to see it. Mm -hmm. So this is Dracula talking. You may go anywhere. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you may go anywhere you wish. No, this is going to go in German now. I'm just going to go back to the straight. You may go anywhere you wish in the castle, except where the doors are locked, where, of course, you will not wish to go. There is reason that all things are as they are. And did you see with my eyes and know with my knowledge, you would perhaps better understand. I said I was sure of this, and he went on. We are in Transylvania, and Transylvania is not England. Our ways are not your ways, and there shall be to you many strange things. Nay, from what you have told me of your experiences already, you know something of what strange things there may be. So he's getting the warning that there's there lots of doors within the castle, and many mm-hmm. of them are locked, mm-hmm. and strange things going on. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is the next one. Mm -hmm. When I went into the dining room, breakfast was prepared, but I could not find the count anywhere. (laughs) I know why. (laughs) So I breakfasted alone. It is strange that as yet I have not seen the count eat or drink. He must be a very peculiar man. After breakfast, I did a little exploring of the castle. I went out on the stairs and found a room looking towards the south. The view was magnificent. And from where I stood, there was every opportunity of seeing it. The castle is on the edge of a terrific precipice. 
A stone falling from the window would fall a thousand feet without touching anything. As far as the eye can reach is a sea of green treetops, with occasionally a deep rift where there is a chasm. Here and there are silver threads where the rivers wind in deep gorges through the forest. But I am not in heart to describe beauty, for when I had seen the view I explored further, doors, doors, doors everywhere and all locked and bolted. In no place, save from the windows in the castle walls, is there an available exit. The castle is a veritable prison, and I am a prisoner. Now, if we think about the castle when we visited, it's on this rock. Mm-hmm. It's jutting up out of the ground mm-hmm. and they have the windows looking out and that, that describes that drop mm-hmm. perfectly. So apparently that's one of the things that made people think, well, that's the castle. Mm-hmm. So he has this depiction of the castle that's like hand sketched and when you look at it, it looks very similar to Bran Castle and there's nothing like it anywhere else. But some clever person worked out that in Charles Boner's book, I do like his name, Charles Boner, Transylvania, its product and its people, written in 1865, they've got the description of Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. So it's from reading other books that he has found this description of Bran Castle, which he has then used in Dracula, mm-hmm. and that is how that castle became Dracula's castle. It's got very little to do with Vlad the Impaler, but he was there very briefly. All right, so before I go any further, I need to to show you how Vlad is connected to this castle. So he was there and involved in several campaigns to punish the German merchants of Brasov. Brasov? Brashoff? Brashoff. Yeah, who failed to abide by his commands. So that we're talking about the gorge and all that sort of thing and the custom houses, which you mentioned earlier. But eventually Vlad the Impaler, because he did, like as a punishment, like to put people on, tie them to a greasy pole with a second pole pointed at their bum. So they eventually got... Mm-hmm. shafted, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He was captured. They think he was captured near Brand Castle, although there's no documents to describe what exactly what happened. But we do know that he was imprisoned there for two months. So he was locked up in Brand Castle for two months. So that is the connection. But this is an interesting name. You're going to like this. In the fall of 1462, after the army of the Hungarian king, Matai Corvin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. does the name sound familiar mm-hmm. for those who like to watch, what's that movie, Underworld? Yeah, they've got all the Corvins and the, the, so this is all the names that are attached to Dracula. So they're reaching into history and pulling out names yeah. of so real people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was locked up there and that was found in Vlad the Impaler Dracula published by Mirador Printing House. But there is a little bit of a link to the whole vampire ideology through the local beliefs and customs. So 
in the village's near brain, there is a belief in the existence of evil spirits, mm-hmm. ghosts called Strigoi. Mm-hmm. There was a whole TV series on that. Yes, I watched it. It wasn't too bad, actually. Until half a century ago, it was believed that there existed certain living people, Strigoi, who were leading a normal life during the day, but at night, during their sleep, their souls left their bodies and haunted the village, tormenting people in their sleep. These evil spirits haunt their prey from midnight until the first cock crow, when their power to harm people faded. The undead suffer from the curse of immortality, writes Stoker. They pass from one period to another, multiplying their victims, augmenting the evil in the world. And this is where the Dracula idea of the evil beings Mm -hmm. came from. Mm -hmm. Actually, the vampire legends go all the way throughout Eastern Europe. Oh, so there's more. Oh, yes. Yes, very well known. But very well known. The the superstitions still do linger on, and I found a story mm-hmm. that seems to be very recent. Oh, yeah, two thousand and three. Tell me. The most recent example on Romanian family exhuming the corpse of a relative with the hope of killing an undead Strogoi was re- and releasing them from the curse was only in 2003, right? The father had died suddenly and unexpectedly of unknown causes and was buried with the necessary rituals. Soon after, other family members grew sick and later died, first his father's brother, then his daughter. So with little other option, it seemed the remaining family members dug up the father's body, cut out his heart before burning it, mixing the ashes with water and passing the cocktail around for the whole family to have a sip. Its success could not be verified. (laughs) Yummo. Yum. So in local folklore and tradition, the deceased, if given a proper burial, will protect their future ancestors from harm. But without a proper burial, it is said that the dead might become a zombie, might haunt his family or attempt to sleep with his wife. Right. Might seek revenge from those who wronged him or he might become a vampire. Hmm. So, yeah. There was actually a story of the Ceausescu, is that how you mm-hmm, say it? Mm-hmm. in 2010, because one of the signs that you are a vampire or the strigoi or the undead is that when they dig up your body, you haven't decomposed very much. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, the bodies of Nikolai and Elena Ceausescu were exhumed in an act of identification. Their surviving family wanted confirmation that this was in fact their grave so they could finally properly mourn. DNA was taken... But they were first identified by the Kalashkinov bullet holes that riddled their clothes and by their son-in-law who remarked that their bodies seemed very well preserved. (gasps) Were they vampires? Were they? I don't know. I'd I'd say the Romanian people would have called them many more names. Oh, I'm sure they did. Mm. It wasn't that long, really, historically, that that had happened when we were there and there's still... Remnants of it all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, the country's still fighting back majorly from that era. And we we were taken around in the bus around the capital and Ceausescu's... Buildings. Oh, the big marble. Yeah. Mausoleums. So huge. Absolutely. Just acres of the place. 
Well, I'm going to finish off my little bit before I hit the conclusions with some TripAdvisor reviews because they were just gold. Mm -hmm. Right, so this is about Brand Castle. It seems to be some sort of theme park where you get nearby as they create a proper touristy area with souvenir stalls and a ghost house. We missed all of that because we got there at dark. Mm -hmm. And apparently there's a ghost house. Oh. I do agree with others, though, when they say that it was stunning from the outside, but bare inside. It was totally stripped. Now, we saw furniture and yes, things in did. there. Yep. But hasn't it only recently gone up for sale or something? Yes. So yes, maybe... 2020, I think it went up for sale. Because mm, I noticed that these reviews saying that it was stripped, and there was a few of them, were very recent ones. So I'd say they've been selling off the stuff inside before they sold the property. Maybe to keep it going. Who knows? I'm making stuff up. <laughs> this review, the castle's open from 9am to 6pm and they cram as many visitors in as possible. God help the claustrophobic. <laughs> it is. Look, honestly, some of those rooms and the staircases and the walkways are tiny. Mm-hmm. They are tiny. It was so packed with rather disrespectful, loud kids that it's impossible to snap a picture without at least half a dozen people in the way. Worse was there multiple school groups that would often stop, blocking all the doorways, effectively trapping you in a room. Not all attractions are paid for by the admission. There is a torture room that required additional costs, so not only this, that tunnel, they, they hit you up for the torture room as well. One room was dedicated to Dracula to satisfy the tourist, a replica painting, a genealogy tart, and a prop necklace from the 1990s movie. There was a very long... <laughs> yeah, all they, these people weren't oh happy. Oh, my gosh. There was a very long upward ramp. How dare they put a ramp up to the castle? <laughs> Where is the elevator? Yes, oh, so the ramp up to the castle, difficult for some to manage, but inside there are multiple narrow passages making it difficult for larger people. Uh-oh. And there's also numerous spiral staircases with no railings. There's an occupational health and safety. <laughs> Anyone who needs assistance with walking in a wheelchair or otherwise injured will do well to stay away from this tour. That said, it's still a lovely castle with real history and if you're interested in the actual Romania and not just Dracula, you will enjoy these people have to realise this was built hundreds, hundreds of years ago. It wasn't made for the tourists. No. And they were a very different build back then. Yes, they were. Oh, that's very entitled, isn't it? It is. It is. And that, that amusement park there should be built exactly for me. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, This one, the descendants of the royal family to whom the castle has recently been returned have clearly done a great job marketing and advertising the castle. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, dear. We really dislike the super touristy marketplace surrounding the ticket centre with the haunted house and tacky Dracula souvenirs. We actually liked the tacky Dracula. We did. We ran straight (laughs) for the T-shirts. In Sigasora, we bought up. (laughs) We did. A giant Dracula on stilts was walking through the crowds. I couldn't help rolling my eyes. Really? It felt ridiculous and generic. We chose to completely ignore it and just proceed to the castle. Oh, look, that's part of the fun. That's <laughs> why you go to people. Disneyland because it's all just crap, but yeah. you buy it anyway yeah, because yeah. it's awesome. Some people have a broom up their butt. That's all I can say. And finally, I think this is the one that sort of, to me, is how you should approach it. If you approach this with the same attitude as, say, Disney's Haunted Mansion, it could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you've got to look at. You're there to have an experience, not, oh, I don't know what they're expecting really. 
All right, so... The answer is no. <laughs> oh, look, come on, I made all these summary points here that we could discuss. The answer is no. Bloody hell. No, 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 no. Look, the Romanians didn't know about Dracula. They didn't know about the book. They didn't know about the movie. And when all of a sudden people started turning up, flocking to these locations and they're asking about Dracula, do you know about Dracula? And they're going, who's Dracula? So people told them. They went, oh, there's a bob to be made here Mm -hmm. for a lay Mm -hmm. in those days. They were just industrious. Mm -hmm. They were going to make some money out of people who were insisting that Dracula had been there and they're going, well, we don't know about him, but okay. (laughs) That'll be an extra 10 lei, thank you very much, or 10 euros. Oh, and yeah. Romania is suffering. It is such a country of great beauty, but there is so much suffering there that, yeah, look, they are. They're industrious. They, yep. they will make a penny wherever it's required and however it needs to be made. And, look, tour groups are going to hype it up and say how fantastic it is. And it is. It's amazing. It's it's 800 years old and mm-hmm. it's upright and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the tour was amazing, but they're going to make it sound haunted. Mm-hmm. Now, get these figures. This would be pre-COVID, of course. 560,000 people go through it a year. Mm. Wow. Now, even at 10 euros a head or 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. which obviously it's more than that, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. But it's a lot of upkeep as well. This is what people have to remember. There is a lot of upkeep to a historical building, especially when they've got half a million people traipsing through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have the severe weather conditions that we don't have here in Australia. You've you've got harsh winters. So for me, it's reported as one of the most top ten haunted castles in the world, but there is little to no phenomena reported apart from stories and people who are hyping things up. Has Zach been there? No, and I did look, but he went to Hondura Castle. Now, that was the one that I keep getting confused with this one Mm -hmm. where we had the feast and we spoke to Uh Mm -hmm. the lovely Romanian archaeologist. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't think it is haunted. You know, it might be, but... Everyone's so busy looking for Dracula. Yes. That they're they're missing the actual phenomena that's there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's almost impossible to get anything when there are thousands of people going through the place while you are there. Yeah. You would really need to have it to yourself. Which we appreciate Dave managed to yeah. do for us very much. Yeah, like we did. But we still didn't get time to investigate. No, we were herded no. through the corridors and we didn't get free time like we did at the Hondura Castle. Mm-hmm. We might need to add, add the Hondura Castle to the list. Mm. Anyway... That's it. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of True Hauntings. I hope you've enjoyed our trip through Romania yet again. We will be back next week, we hope, with another episode. And make sure you've subscribed, you've shared. If you can, leave a review, leave a review. And if you want to send us a message telling telling us how much you enjoyed it, feel free. Because we love those. We do. So, guys, we'll see you on the dark side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube.